0: welcome to love beyond limits we are your hosts desire a polyamorous submissive and purity a monogamous dominant sadist our perspectives may differ but our goal is the same we are all about empowering you to navigate the crazy world of modern dating so you can get the love deserve and the sex love the scissors with a hint of king thrown in. Join two friends as they talk about dating dilemmas, sex capade, and unconventional relationships. Whether you are curious about poly, dipping your toes in the kinky scene or just want some real talk on love, sex and the whole shebang, you are in the right place. Together let's break boundaries. And redefine what true love really is. Welcome to our first new episode. I'm Purity, and I'm Desire, and we are so thrilled to have you guys here. We started this podcast as a result of our frustrations with dating, with sex, with relationships. In the past couple of years, we have embarked on this journey to really discover who we are and to get the relationship, the love and the sex that we wanted to have and so we fully will condense our experiences our insights our fun (laughs) escapades in this podcast so that we can support you as well in getting the love and the sex that you want me and Purity, we are just normal girls and up until now (laughs) Until now, and you know, we just felt there was so much more out there. And for me, it really was about feeling like monogamy was a prison, and feeling like I'm supposed to be monogamous. That's the only paradigm that I know. But I had these feelings inside me that it's just so wrong for me to be with just one person so maybe you're feeling like that you're feeling that as much as you love your partner you just want more but you don't know what other relationship styles are out there or maybe you are monogamous just like me and you just want to spice up your life you are finding some things that are maybe boring or outdated or you just feel within yourself and within how the relationship is going that you want so much more that you want to explore some things you don't know maybe how to talk to your partner about this or there are some things inside of you that... that feels that you know they feel maybe a bit weird but so good at the same time so I started exploring this kind of new world and it fitted me like a glove I just what word is that (laughs) what word is there so I am like we said in our intro I'm a dominant sadist so which we'll talk about like in the next few episodes and the way that I see pleasure and the way that I want to incorporate pleasure in my relationship with my future partner it's something that I will I never thought of including before and I never thought in having my relationship before and I just open up to all the ideas possibilities and new experiences, things that I wanted to try. And you do not have to be serious, but maybe you have other kinks, other desires, other sexual fantasies. Definitely, like a lot of fetishes. Or, you know, maybe you are just like uh, vanilla with a little bit of spice. You don't want to dip down um, too much into yeah. this. But so you're just making yourself wrong for these desires instead of giving yourself permission to explore them and see what happens. So maybe you just seem frustrated with the dating scene. I am polyamorous, purity is monogamous, okay. and we are experiencing the excess same frustrations and problems. So again, you may be feeling something similar, but there's so much guilt and shame around anything that revolves around sex and relationship outside of the monogamous vanilla paradigm. And we don't want to make them wrong. That is who you are. I grew up in a very small Italian village, and so I've always been most of my life in long-term monogamous relationships. And every time it was the same pattern. I was so mad in love with this man, but after six months, I just felt so incredibly bored. Mm -hmm. And I want more, and I wish I had the opportunity to see other men, thought there's something wrong with me. And whatever desires i had around opening a relationship or telling my partner that I love you, that I want something more, I always repressed it because that's not what good girls do, right? Good girls are monogamous and good girls are vanilla and that's who I had to be. To, yeah. uh, or that's who I thought I had to be to be loved and accepted. Let us know if you relate to that, like depending on the country where you grew up with the values that you grew up with, understand the guilt, the shame and that the only... Option out there is like the vanilla and monogamous relationship, and not only being monogamous, like very, some kind of very strict sexual life, I would say, like very limited. Mm-hmm. You are not even allowed to, I don't know, talk about it or fantasize. It's because, of course, everyone wants to be loved, wants to be accepted, okay. wants to have an amazing romance. And so, if you feel that the only way to get that is to repress who you are sexually, relationship wise, the monogamous paradigm and the vanilla paradigm is the only one that is acceptable. And then before the pandemic, uh, we met this uh, coach and she was doing a lot of work around sexuality. And, and we started going to this women's circles because she was hosting this women's circles at her place. So women's circle is a place where women congregate to just talk about sex, relationship, men, all the things that you're reluctant to even tell your best friend. And because there there were women that let's say anonymous, they didn't know anything about each yes. other. Maybe you were feel at ease, maybe yes. you were feel easy to disclose, like in peace yeah, and the more rules, relaxed atmosphere. The rules are the what is said there is confidential. And also it's a place where no one gives you advice or their own opinion. You simply share. And we went to these women's circles and we were openly talking about having, uh, uh, being polyamorous, having multiple relationships. And I thought, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> Why did no one tell me that this was even a possibility for me? And so that's when my journey started. So when this new world opened up to me, I started doing my research and reading books like The Hetica slot, listening to other podcasts, talking to other people that were in the, in the same lifestyle to actually know, is this really who I am or is it just a face, right? And I realized pretty early on that this is actually who I am. And that's when I opened that conversation to you. And I remember being so nervous because even though I know that you are very open-minded, for me, again, kind of all these feelings of guilt and shame, I just felt, again, scared to open up the conversation. I remember telling you that I have something very important the- that I want to tell you in person. And I was thinking of something, oh my God, this is going to be so good, so spicy, so like I was hoping for, I don't know, like a secret adventure, like something, like <laughs> you know, the bomb. And she came up with this news that, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you put, you actually asked me, Eva was pregnant. And so, I was hoping for some fireworks, fireworks. <laughs> and when she splashed the news on me, I was like, what was my reaction? What was my patience expression? <laughs> I think you were shocked. So you're the longest friend that I've had. You know me for so long. And you know that I was a shy yet, quiet mouse who was again in this long-term relationship. And you were like, where is this coming from? from now. Yeah, you are like, uh, you had like a serious relationship all your life, like super, super long, just like me. Like we are talking about seven years plus here. So I was like, you went to the extreme. You went to the other extreme. And I, I just started practicing being polyamorous. And even what you said, like I said, this was extreme. But for me, being poly doesn't feel like extreme. It just feels so natural. And I think there is a lot of... Uh, expectations are a lot of myths around Around what polyamory really is yeah when I started dating as polyamorous that I would be on the same page with all the other poly Mm -hmm. people out there and oh my god it was not the case because for me polyamorous is about uh, building loving romantic relationships with multiple people whether a lots of men and women as well and I noticed this like sorry for interrupting you but I noticed this like especially for the men because I'm uh, I'm still dating now I'm single so I'm uh, still dating to explore and to see what's out there and while you are in, on your journey to being poly I learned from you that poly. what I thought Poly is for so many people. They define poly as being yes. another thing. So let's—I um, don't know if it's let's yeah, say pro- a definition or something—but everyone understands it, or they want to label it as something different. So yes, and the truth is that there are lots of different ways to practice polyamory, and I think I'm not gonna... I thought it was a given that it would be about every like multiple boyfriends. Whereas I found out pretty quickly that for most people, polyamory is a way of just hooking up with multiple people and having no really, no responsibilities, right. which is so not mm-hmm. what polyamory is. So there are different forms of ethical monogamy where you can have a relationship with multiple people. But in the context of this podcast, we are going to use the term polyamory to define multiple romantic relationships that involve you you don't you don't necessarily have to be in love but it involves an emotional connection as well as a physical connection yes it's not only a hookup or a one-night stand yes and so let's go right now into the different terminology of a poly so for me uh, i'm practicing solo poly which basically means that i have multiple partners but I don't have a primary partner. Whereas there are something called hierarchical polyamory, where, again, you do uh, multiple partners. Again, that's, that's a hierarchy. So there is a primary partner, also called an esteem partner. And that's a partner that you do life with. You may live together, you may have children with, and then you have a secondary or tertiary partner, depending on your level of closeness with, with those person. But again, it's, it's, like a, it's like a partnership, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. You, you, you go on dates, you support each other. There is, again, an emotional connection. I don't particularly like the term primary or secondary because I think that regardless of what your relationship is, and you may, you may be married to them, you may be having children with them, the person is obviously your priority, but that doesn't mean that your secondary or secondary partners are not important, or that you don't love or you don't care about them and that yeah, they're just for sex. But using this terminology with primary, secondary is helpful for other people to understand exactly what kind of relationship it is. The terms relationship anarchy. So they have multiple partners, but they don't like to have a primary or a secondary. And oftentimes they don't even, they decide, they know from the beginning that they're not going to live with anyone. So then every relationship is equal. You, you, Different, impact equal. Yes, absolutely. But what would you say, like for example, for the hierarchical poly, like? some of the listeners or some people out there may label it as oh so basically you are putting this term this fancy term when you could be like easily speaking you could be judged or labeled as a mistress you are basically a mistress or a lover like they will say like what's the difference the only difference is that you think uh, his primary partner which could be his wife like just know about you, and that's the terminology. Like, what's what will be the difference? Like, so you are me, just a modern mistress, you know. Like... For me, the difference is in the ethical bit. The ethical bit on the monogamy because traditionally the mistress is someone that you have sex with, you have a relationship with, a sort of your primary relationship, but your primary partner does not know about that person. Whereas in hierarchical polyamory. They know, like, everything is in the open. open. It avoids a lot of problems with your partners if, if everyone knows, and everyone mm-hmm. is given their consent. Because you can you can argue, it is true, that a secondary partner is more vulnerable because if the primary couple decides to close a relationship mm-hmm. or they change the rules because every couple has different rules. i the case, for example, is wife is a sexual. They, they have sex for uh, the purpose of children. And once the children were born, she was like, I am a sexual. Addict. That's done. That's done. I fulfill my purpose. Exactly. Without marriage, that's it, the contract. And it's like, well, but I am not, and I still have needs. <laughs> and so what do you do, right? And he told me that um, he discussed with his partner about open the relationship, and she sort of said, yeah, it's okay, you can do it. But she was not happy. More something that she gets to do to keep the family together, but not something that she actually is on board with. Because usually the partners that I have, they have other partners. The partners have other partners. So again, yeah. it's everyone enjoys the same freedoms. Right. But in this case, when one partner wants to explore, the other partner begrudgingly gives their consent. To me, that's a big red flag because that's when you can say okay yeah, you can have other women just for sex yeah. but you cannot have an emotional connection you cannot go on dates with them if you were to and you then- cannot develop a uh, more meaningful relationship you cannot yeah. you are just there for the physical experience and that's it so okay. that's not something that you want no i don't that's not want to be in a situation where we have to sort of hide or like, oh you know, oh you know, desire, I would love to take you out to dinner, but my partner knows that I spend those 30 pounds on having dinner with you instead of buying shoes for the kids. Going to dinner for 30 pounds. No, you go no, no. what can I get for 30 pounds in the cockpit? Yeah. You'll feel restricted basically. You'll it's feel something. restricted. And in a way, I feel that you will be trying to meet with this man according to her rules. It's exactly. like and what and she allows. And so, that's to, to me what a mistress is. I have to be very careful not to get caught, and I have to be careful about not being seen. I have to be careful of not leaving receipts or notes or messages. Any relationship should be based on respect. And if someone keeps you hidden... Because I understand if you don't want to come out to your families yeah. or to your friends, maybe you have a job that requires some sort of discretion, that, that's fine. But if you don't even want to come out to your partner, then that, that, that's something I that you basically you don't respect your partner, you don't respect. And you are the, not authentic, yeah. you are not within... Oh, within in integrity within yourself so what is it like don't make me hide you know when we are going to restaurants or something like don't oh we cannot go there we cannot go there like you know let's just order takeaway that would be like why am I here yeah when I can have this awesome experience with someone else and then there is the monogamish Mm -hmm. term (laughs) the monogamish term is when you are mostly monogamous but you can occasionally have other partners you suggested this term to me how about because all my life i've been monogamous and you suggested it to me like how about being monogamous like do you see yourself you ask me do you see yourself being monogamish at some point point? and then you start in to a explain way, in a way i could argue that you are monogamous even now because monogamous again is when you have rules so you have a partner you are mostly monogamous but you have these rules where you can, for example, have sex with other people only as they want to stand. Or if you travel a lot, you can have a rule that we are monogamous. But if I'm traveling for work, then I can never hook up. Yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in exactly. Vegas. Don't tell me I don't know. Exactly. Or I think in your case, the monogamy should be it is the. You, again, want to be one like, with your primary partner. You want to have like a partner that you do everything yeah. with and you're exclusive to them. But at the same time, you have started exploring the sadistic side and you don't have sex with your subs. Then I will have a, a future serious relationship. I would want to keep the play with my subs and my that's place. Right, so that's like, what I'm saying. No sexual, but still the play. The play and yeah. going to the parties and going to these events. So this will be kind of monogamish, even though in my case it won't be sexual, but still I'll call it monogamish. That is swinging. Mm -hmm. Swinging is when (laughs) couples only play with other couples. I don't have any experience in the swinging world. I... I have a partner, and we've been approached by a couple for swinging, but we just don't enjoy the dynamic. For us, it's very transactional, and isn't it hard for all four of them to get to an agreement? You know, because sometimes maybe the maybe two of them will agree, or maybe three of them will agree, and then that's the ugly duckling. Yeah, (laughs) I've been told we know so many dates, and everyone practices in a different way. That sometimes a woman. Or the man must take one for the team. Mm -hmm. And so if your partner fancy someone... I think it's easier for the man to take one for the team. (laughs) Probably, yes. (laughs) And for me I don't think that anyone should be put in a situation where they are forced to play like if you're on your path and genuinely fancy at a couple then great go for it but it's not something that I have experienced with And if we have swingers out here among our listeners please like give us a shout out or give us a uh, write us down or let us know about your experience or maybe there's something that we are missing or we would love we would definitely love to hear from you yeah and then there is fancy benefits. Which I, again, I thought I was very naive and you can actually... See. This is the terms that guys use the most. Like yes. if it's not serious relationship, then they want to try, if you're not like friend zone, you know, then they try to get you into the friend's benefit zone. And I don't know if it is because I was in monogamous relationship most of my life, if it is because I had like most of these... I should not bring in... When I heard the term friendship benefits... I always assumed it's a friendship that, where you can also have sex. And for me, with my friends, I go out to dinner. We have long conversation about everything. We go to the theater. Like, we spend time together. Friends, I basically do everything apart from sex. So when I first heard that there are friends with benefit, I thought, oh, great, I can do all these things and have sex as well. You are thinking of the full package and, oh, my God, it's like a win-win. And then I found out that you know, guys, they're just the benefit is being friendly to the right then, know. right then, at that time. It's exactly. like for you know, for the time being for like two hours or while you are together, like a short term, and then they will get the benefits. Yeah. Being friendly to the person that you are <laughs> fucking is not the same as a friendship. Like as you know, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and always see them in the best light. And I know that a lot of guys, especially in England, most people like to develop a friendship by going to the pub and drinks, drinks and drinks drinking yeah. and talking. And so I was invited by other people that were into friendship benefits to pubs to have a drink and to have sex. And I'm not, I don't even drink alcohol, so if you invite me to a pub
1: you lost me you
0: lost me so it could be that maybe that's how men bond and i assume that some women some women bond the same like it's not the same for everyone i think it depends like these friends with benefits can be defined in so many ways like depends on the person some for some women or some men they just accept this because they don't have even the time in real life or they just don't want to take things farther to a friendship level and to have more connections. Maybe they just, you know, get together once a week or once every two weeks now and then, and then just, I don't know, order a takeaway to her place and. They just spend a few hours together or have a sleepover and that's it. It's more physical rather than going on the friendship side. And for me, that's basically, I would call them, I would call them like hookups, like something more than a hookup. For me, friendship benefits, it really is a regular hookup. So you're looking out with the same person uh, multiple times. But silly hookup. It's you not know, the first time they're meeting to uh, to a pub um, or to a bar and drink, conversation, but or even to a restaurant, or you have like a nice date or so, and then like once no, sex happens, happens. You're just like hey, can you come to my place? And sex is done. Now you move out. And I speak to so many women. They can they get into this friendship, benefits dynamic, thinking that they are going to, they are going over time to develop an emotional connection and a friendship. And then being so frustrated because the guy just doesn't want to hear of it. And for me, like human beings are wired for connection. Connection is one of the basic human needs that every human has. So if you don't want to connect with me or you want to connect with me only sexually, well, I firstly for me, that is a huge red flag. And again, being emotionally unavailable is a red flag. Because you are going to hurt people. People expect a connection with you. Exactly. And if you shut that door, you are going to hurt people. And I am not available for being hurt. So I'm at the point that if you, tell me you want friends with benefits, I'm not even going to engage with you further. Do you think a big red flag for friends with benefits would be him, uh, uh, usually the man, like being in a hurry and say, okay, fine. Like uh, we will have an amazing first date, you know, and after the second date, he's like, okay, let's... You know, he doesn't want to put up the effort and said, "Okay, come to my place, or so I can come to your place." Like he tries to, you know, pop yeah. the bubble too soon. Like that's a red flag in a sign that, it oh is, my God, he's in a hurry and he wants to, you know. If you want a friends with benefits relationship, if you want a hookup. That is not a red flag. If you both, if both partners want the same thing, then go ahead and uh, and be friends with benefits, having cups, whatever it is. But But don't promise the friend. But if you want more, if you know that you want more, if you know you want an emotional connection with your partner, and someone is trying to just get get to their place and get you out quickly after the sex is done, that is a red flag. And also, there are that guys telling me that, you know, I am so busy with my career, with my work, and I can't make the time to take you out to dinner or late in, but I always make the time for sex. That just pisses me off right there. Because if you can make the time for sex, yes. you can make the time for a dinner. It's just that you don't want to. And so why would I want to put myself in a position where I get to be used? Because that's a thing that I don't think a lot of men understand. Yes, there are women that just want to I've had phases in my life that I was just more careless. I wanted to have a good time. And most of the time, I actually regretted that. Afterwards, I just felt so empty. The sex was average at best, if not all right, boring and bad. And I'm like, and I know that for me because I need a connection. I don't need to be in love with you, but I need to feel that we... Uh, a mental connection, not just a physical connection. Me, male and female sexuality is different, right? Yeah. So men are very visual people; they get excited really, turn really quickly. But for women, it's 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 much much slower process. And so even if find, even if you, find you physically attractive, that doesn't mean that we are instantly ready to play to play and so when you are burning the bridges you're burning the step, you're connecting you you basically are turned on 100% and I'm still at the 10% level and so if we play, it may be good for you but it's not going to be good for me Mm -hmm. and so why would I put myself in a situation where you get great sex and I get nothing basically because I don't get good sex, I don't get uh, a friendship, I don't get time with you, frankly don't even get like free dinner or some money because I'm at the point where (laughs) You know, at least if if you pay me, I will get something. out of it. no, you can't hire me. Like, I don't provide the services. But you know what I mean? At least I I wouldn't feel used. I know what you mean. But I think this is a long debate. Like, we, I don't know if you guys want to, we can do a long debate on entire episode on Friends with Benefits. Because, like, let's take an example from, like, the Sex and the City series. When I remember that, actually, Carrie was meeting a guy, was, like, one of her... um, I don't know, old times like uh, uh, friends with benefits and they always said like, oh my God, we are having such a great sex. And when they tried for the first time after many years, they tried to actually go on dinner. It was everything it went so bad like they realized they only had the sex but the connection like to go on dinner and to actually go on dating that was not there for them so their chemistry was only in the bedroom and I'm sure that our women or men who felt that they have the chemistry in the bedroom or maybe they don't they feel like oh my god dating or going you know spending more time together maybe they don't like the same thing so they don't I don't know how to label that. If that will be... I think that they will just... We have to say it plain <laughs> and simple. I mean, the safest thing me will just say it plain and simple. That's not friends with benefits. That's just hookups. Let, just a booty call. Just a booty call. Just call me and and for they, sex and that's it. Like, don't call it friends with benefits and don't tell me you are offering that. Just like be authentic and responsible and don't, don't worry about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with hookups when I stands, uh friends with benefits. As long as you... Long the, as what's you, important yeah. is that both partners know exactly what dynamic they are getting into and there is no mismatch So whether you're monogamous or non-monogamous. just be honest about what you're looking for. Don't hurt people because you want to an orgasm. And now how about serial monogamy? because you desire, you told me, well, purity, I would see you trying like serial uh, serial monogamy like Yes, yeah, so I personally believe that human beings are non-monogamous. I believe that if human beings were designed to be monogamous, then once you are in a monogamous relationship and you're in love with someone, you will not be attracted to anyone else. But you are. Maybe in those six months, one year of faith, when you're still in your honeymoon, yeah, you may not true. be. But in the long term, everyone can be in love with someone love someone and still feel physically attracted and their sexual thoughts and desires about other people so for me repressed, you... thoughts yes. <laughs> and repressed thoughts because you they want even you know if you see someone uh, if you see someone on the street they won't even have the courage like to you know turn um, their head yeah. and look others do but yeah And so for me that, that that tells me that human beings are not mentally monogamous, and the monogamous is just a relationship style that, because of cultural, economical, okay. historical reasons, has just prevailed and become the norm. And again, there is nothing wrong if you want to practice monogamy. That, that most of my friends do. But I've been monogamous all my life, so again, this is the only style that I know, and i still I still want to be monogamous i still want but i kind of like like the other place so that's why you told me about yeah. serial monogamy like, yeah, I, like i feel like a lot of people are monogamous because they in the past it was because of safety and security you needed women needed a man to support it, to support the family like in the past you would only have like one relationship men who always have more sexual freedom than us but women traditionally were only allowed to have one relationship. The partner, the, the husband died, that they had another relationship. But usually it was like, it was for life. And now that women, we are uh, getting equality and we can work and we can be economically independent. We are seeing that monogamy is not really holding up anymore. The rates of divorce are at, at an all-time high. And pretty much everyone is to this, I think, or most people listening to this, You've had multiple relationships before settling down with a current partner and i have a lot of friends who are actually married or again like in long-term relationships and they had the honeymoon phase or everything was like you know still they were sexually attracted to each other maybe they are still are but there are not the fireworks there anymore like yeah. after 10 years you know like 15 yeah. years or something and they would say like uh, i ask some of them and those who know me for like so many years like 20 years 15 years and some of them recently they are uh, truly telling me that you know if i were i would never get married Made it again. And I yeah. said, why? once you get married again like what's in the gap because there's so many of these people they have uh, they have children and obviously they love their children they don't regret uh, they don't regret uh, having children and so on but they said like the lifestyle that we have now I feel shackled I feel handcuffed you know so I'm saying so basically you don't regret getting married because you loved all the years yes. in the beginning 10 years or five years or however you want you just want to change something about it now and your wife it's not agreeing to this because you know like society judgment yeah. culture and stuff so you would you would you are you could look for something in between you know you could look and here is where we explain all the lifestyles yeah. and polyamorous and uh and the solo poly and relationship monogamous and so on so maybe one of those styles if you are married or in a long-term relationship maybe one of those styles will work for you and you consider opening up or talking to your partner about this like hey what do you think or maybe just you know subtly send them the link to our podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to get the answer from them what is it what is it that is not working and then i see that is this restraint or is this boredom that well, comes from sexuality once the time. sex is gone the relationship
1: <laughs> you still stand by that
0: I, I think <clears throat> sex is the most important <clears throat> thing in life and so when the sex goes because sex brings complicity brings intimacy brings fun when you start when you start having sex the fun stops and uh, you probably noticed this that when you are having a lot of great sexual partner you partner see less flows and see less things that annoy you, but they just don't bother you as much. But when you are sexually when you are sexually frustrated, when you are not having good sex, every little thing sing <laughs> your part and do trick us the hell out of you. Are you talking about someone are. <laughs> <Everyone. laughs> Because she's <laughs> looking at me, guys. And- How would you see me in a serial monogamy relationship? Yeah. What would that be for me? When you're in a relationship, you're monogamous or exclusive. You don't see anyone else. But you have multiple relationships of that nature throughout your life. The, yeah, you do want the monogamous relationship. But at the same time, do you do you see yourself with someone for like the rest of your life? It's hard for me to imagine that. It's hard for me yeah. to imagine that. Even though I had, like, like I said, long-time relationships, I cannot say that at the time being, I would. I felt that that man, it's, you know, I'm going to grow old with him. Like, I knew because I get bored quite quickly. If you don't, I'm the type of woman that, if you don't keep me interested, keep me on my toes, and if we don't experiment a lot of new things together, I'm talking about traveling, exploring the city, and going out a lot and stuff like that, then I'm getting bored. Like, this is. Who am I in daily this life? So is, is every woman is. Women are wild creatures, and we need yeah don't think that just because we are in a relationship and then this thing uh, started oh we are in a relationship now we are exclusive to each other and then you know daily life happens and we are just uh, sitting at home watching tv and like watching movies oh my god that's like so boring like we can do that but if at least at the end of the week or like every two weeks we don't go out we don't do things together then I'm dead like you are you are slowly you know losing me and then if you ask for sex like okay my sexual energy goes so low that like i'm i'm not in the mood for that because for me the prelude starts with a dinner can start with a day important. out for every woman I understand yeah. because women take a longer time to get on and you really start, like anything can be sexual i love it like from the from the moment that i from the moment that she's just laughing because i'm eating this uh, this lollipop chupa, <laughs> this which is like a medicinal you know, that's sexual way <laughs> Well, we are also recording this video, so you may be able to see the video at some point. Yeah, it sexual that doesn't mean that you need to sex, when you flirt with a waiter, for example, that can be that sexual energy moving. <laughs> when you are eating a piece of chocolate very slowly, <laughs> that's sexual energy moving. So anything can have. Sexual energy, even if there is no sexual intercourse, and then there is the uh, cheating. So how is uh, Poly versus cheating? How is polyamory or most different from just cheating? And I wanna, I'm gonna share an example that I was talking to this guy on an app, and he was taking all my boxes. He was attractive. evidently a great job. He was smart. He seemed kind. All the things that I like, right? And and I told him that. The good to be true. The good to be true. And I told him because I always tell people, especially when I am on a nap on, on a dating app that is not catered to poly people, I always tell them before the meeting that I am poly and I am seeing other men. He told me, I am exactly like you. I have a partner. And I said, oh, okay, great. So does she know? And he said, well, No, she doesn't really know, and she and and they gave me what I call the sub story. So the sub story is when men tell you, "I am with a partner, but we are not having sex, or we are together just for the children." Or some people come from cultures where um, divorce is still frowned upon, and so. They give me all the reasons why they can't separate and also why they can't be honest with the person. That's the sub story. And, I have to say that I understand some of the reasons why they can separate, having uh, bought a house together or businesses, or I can understand from my point of view, from Monogam's point of view, I cannot understand why you cannot be honest, like yeah, the I'm prices not saying, that you pay and the cost that you pay for being honest. I'm not saying that you should get separated if that is not what you want. Yeah, no, exactly. But but, at least they, open up. but, the, but the honesty be, the honesty being must be there. and so They don't want to take the risk many times. Yeah. They don't want to break you and they like know they, the they know that a woman if a woman knew a situation yeah. she would not get involved and so they give her the sub story and they paint themselves as the victim and to me that is just a huge red flag because they basically want to appeal to your uh, good heart and but, you know, you're going to get hurt because they will never leave their partner. Yeah. And chances are that everything, like like we said before, will have to be hidden. You cannot be in the open. You will always be someone's dirty little secret. And so you end up getting hurt. And I have to say, because in real life, like my day job is a job of coaching. I am a coach. And as someone that actually has the, the courage to come out oh. as non-monogamous because my family knows that I am poly my friends know that I am poly someone asked me what my stranger asked me I I tell them I've done lots of courageous things in my life starting in the business moving to London much on my own without having a job mm-hmm. or a place to stay so I went against my culture in a lot of ways because I was supposed to you know stay home as the eldest daughter stay home and take care of the parents when they are older. So I have overcome a lot of barriers, the society, tradition, especially for myself. So when someone else gives me the soft stories of why they can't, as as a coach, and as someone that has actually overcome those barriers myself, I just, I I sympathize to a certain extent because I know that as painful as the process be, on the other side, there is freedom and the life that is way, way better than everything that you're trying to preserve right now. And so I don't judge you. I just not going to get involved. Yes. And those people, that, not many of them, they are courageous to cross the line. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Most men, they give me the sub story. They generally believe that their partners won't get hurt Because the partners will never know. And I want to tell, if you think like this, if you think that you can cheat and your partner won't know, you are delusional. Because your partner may not know the details of what is going on. Mm -hmm. They may not know who you are cheating with, how many people you are cheating with, but they know that something is Mm -hmm. happening. There's a feeling there's something that's going on there. They are going to pick it up. As this happened to my family, because my dad cheated on my mom. But my mom knew. I remember having conversations with my mom, with my mom, about my dad having someone else. And she had been hurt by that. And eventually it came out that it was true. And so you you are going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt people. But actually, when you are courageous enough to actually have a conversation, even just to be monogamish and say... I have this need and how can, we, how can I fulfill this need in a way that would cause the least amount of pain and hurt? And you have the courage to do that. Yes, in that moment, may be painful. The conversation may be painful. And there may be some repercussions, but eventually you will end up in a much better situation. If, and, and that's what the world needs. The world needs people who have the courage to be authentic, to have the hard conversation and to be true to themselves. Because otherwise you are going to hurt people. They maybe, they don't want to lose what they have, you know, because many women, when they hear about opening up their relationship, they will say, okay, then you just want to break up, you know. So I'm not saying that this is a easy thing, but I'm, going to, but I'm saying that at some point the cheating will come out and you are going to have 2D with the repercussions anyway. So again, being responsible, being authentic, having the courage to open up and say how you feel. doesn't mean to say that maybe your partner will not want to open the relationship. You may not have the result that you want, but you are going to have a better relationship with your partner just by voicing those different fe- those, those feelings that you have, than just by cheating, and then you're going to get divorced anyway. And so you asked me, and lots of people ask me when I started dating as a... Uh, poly that how do you know that they are telling you what you want to hear and that you're not going to be someone with the secret or that these people are not going to cheat on you and to me I I believe that actually the chances of being cheated on are higher when you are monogamous. Yes I have heard of people that have cheated on an open relationship I every woman had experience of going on a date as monogamous, and wondering if the man is telling them what they want to hear to get them into bed or telling them the truth. And when you are poly, that's a conversation that you have on the first First date. date. You tell tell people on the first date, how many partners you have. And uh, uh, you are just putting your cards on the table and the expectation and you can just jump into the subject in my experience, if people know that you are open and that you are okay with dating multiple partners, there is an incentive in telling the truth. But there is still a minority of men that if, if you are not sure what polyamory is, if you are not sure what ethical monogamy is, and you think you just cooking up, then you will still be playing games. <laughs> you will still tell the person what the person wants to hear to get the, the woman into bed and then disappear for example ghosting you the most important thing is trusting your intuition because that voice instead of you that will always tell you if the person is telling the truth some other people telling me exactly all the right words but there was something funny in their tone of voice. there was something funny in their fashion expect like there was not a match yeah or well, you have that tingling in your stomach yeah. you know you have that sensation you don't know what it is you don't know how to yes. level it all but that's like your gut that's your intuition telling you that I don't know what it is but something it's not right yes and so' don't, you don't happen. have to question it. Yeah. In fact if you question the feeling, you may end up in a like like I did in a previous relationship yeah. <laughs> I like in, in, my, in my last monogamous relationship, where uh, I was hitting this guy and I really liked him. But there were some things that he was saying that I was like, mm, this could be a flag, but it also looks so nice. And, and you just so overlook it then. And... and next thing I know, I am in a seven-year relationship with an alcoholic. So listen to that voice. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I think you guys had fun. Or let us know what you think about today's episode, as we are going to wrap it up very soon. And what do you think is there? Like what should people what should our listeners expect from our book? like we are going to share our experiences with dating, my journey from going to be monogamous to being poly, and I just cannot see myself living another lifestyle. to me monogamy it felt icky before. Now, if someone were to tell me, hey, I want to spend my life with you and not see anyone else," I just got a panic attack. (laughs) And we can, we will also do reviews about events, uh, uh, apps, like we are going to tell you some of our kinky story, all of that and so much more. Some interviews will be coming up on our way. So there are, there are plenty, plenty of juicy things. Uh, last thing if you want to support us well of course you can subscribe to the podcast review, but also you can support us through our patreon and just easily find find us on patreon like love beyond limits and that's very easy you can go there and uh, check our services and tiers that we are going to offer there so any any support is much appreciated and your suggestions as well because on patreons you will have other options yes you can there's just a brief overview of anything from daily updates and stuff that we don't share. Not ever, not, not ever, I was <laughs> and you can also have coaching sessions with, with me. I'll say that I'm a coach. So if you want, if you don't know how to navigate uh, the poly space, if you don't uh, are unsure about how to get the sex you want, the love you want and our Patreon is a perfect place for you to get the help and support you need yay thank you for joining us on Lobby on Limits don't forget to check out the show notes for all the resources and links mentioned in this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you are listening to podcasts we are on all the main platforms if you enjoyed our conversation be sure to subscribe and leave a review it helps others find us too She's really is scary. So if you know someone would did this, pass it on. And remember, love is no limits. Keep seeking, keep loving.